No further information. A bonus episode for all my rabid fans out there who just love the sound of my dulcet tones. I wanted to record this episode to uh, talk about criminal trespass calls. And I promise I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, give you a story of mine. Uh, criminal trespass calls are interesting, right? And we've all gone to them. You may, have, uh, you may recall that one of my previous guests talked about his own criminal trespass call where it got a little out of hand. Luckily, he was able to get the upper hand. You know, he wasn't sure how much force he should use and could have been really bad for him. A long time ago, I was working in a rural area. And I was at the station and I happened to be the only one on duty in my city. Now, this is quite common. I know it's unheard of for big city cops or other locales. But, you know, in the rural areas, you're by yourself. Small department. Your backup might be the county or the uh, state troopers here in Texas, it's DPS. Anyway, so I was alone, sitting at the station trying to mind my own goddamn business, and uh, a call comes out of a uh, criminal trespass suspect. The female is uh, out there by the gas station, and she's begging for change. Owner wants her out of here. Now, here's what I'll uh, explain. My city is located in County A. I'm the city of B. This particular gas station is located within County A, but it's located in City C, and this particular city is one of the cities in Texas that's in two different counties. So City C happens to be in County A and D. I'm starting to lose track of my own goddamn letters. So the city of Red that I worked in is in Blue County. The gas station is in the city of Orange. And the city of Orange is in two counties, Red and Purple. I don't think that helped. Anyway, so the dispatcher assigns this job to uh, a trooper. Because, you know, it's not in the city of Red. That's where I work, right? Okay. So, um, ostensibly, the trooper who's working the entire county may be 30 minutes away. And I'm not even kidding. That Sometimes they're that far away. They just get sent all over the place. And so, I happen to be closer. You know, just because it's a bordering city. You know, think about, like, the south end of the county. So I pipe up and I say, uh, hey, I'll take that job. And uh, it so happens, you know, hey, you can tell the trooper to disregard. And he says, thanks. So I mosey on out there. Now, this is a gas station that is uh, literally off the side of the highway. So if you exit the highway, right, you come off the off ramp and then you just make a right onto the gas station. So picture it's right up against the service road. In Texas, we call them service roads. You may know them as like a frontage road or an access road. You know, this is rural, rural, rural Texas. I respond, and I get out of the car. It's also really hot. And I walk in, and I see a female standing outside the door. Now, I'm not a detective, but my detective skills tell me that this is probably the person I'm here for. 
And I walk up to her and I say, how you doing? And she kind of looks at me and she's batshit crazy. And I initially don't address her. I walk inside and I meet with the clerk. Everything's on body cam. And I say, hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm, am I here for her? Yeah, you are. Do you want her uh, criminally trespassed? Which means, okay, so criminal trespass, you know, you've been told to leave and you don't leave. Short summary of the of the offense. And uh, what you have is when a person's there on the premises, you get the cops to come out and you, they issue a, an official, hey, you got to leave. And if you come back here, you'll be arrested. You know, I get it. The construction of the law is such that this place was a public place, public in the sense that it was open to everyone. So it was a public place and you were technically an invitee. Now that invitation is being revoked for lack of a better word. You do have to give the person fair notice, right? You can't just, you know, fucking dropkick a bitch and be like, you got to get out of this 7-Eleven. So, you know, that's what a criminal trespass warning is. Hey, you know, Joe Blow, you can't be here anymore. And a lot of departments will have the uh, person in question sign a piece of paper and then have the complainant or the owner of the business sign a piece of papers and everybody signs and says, okay, you know, you can't be here, right? And then you keep the criminal trespass warning on file, either digitally or scanned or, you know, whatever in the physical file. And then, you know, let's say hypothetically speaking, the person comes back, the owner gets to call the police and say, Hey, this person that you previously warned shouldn't be here. You check your file to Okay. Sure enough. Joe blow does have a criminal trespass warning. That's quote unquote, still active. Cops can go out there and arrest him if he's still there. All right. Anyway, so I'm uh, trying to issue, or he, he says, I want a criminal trespass warning. So I go out there like, Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm a police officer. Um, you know, you're okay. And she's just in, not in fucking zero mood for my bullshit. Like, fuck you. I don't have to fucking talk to you. And I well, you're out here like begging for cash and food and stuff. No, I'm not doing it. Fuck it. Okay. All right. Clearly, I'm not getting anywhere in this therapy session. So as I'm talking to her, she's like, you know what? Fuck you. And she starts walking away. And I'm like, oh, hang on one second. I got I to gotta get your information for... Uh, for a criminal trespass warning, this guy doesn't want you here anymore. She's like, fuck you. Now, at some point, she did tell me her first name, like when I was trying to build rapport, right? And she's like, oh, my name is uh, Jenny. You know, it's not a real name. But, oh, my name is Jenny. So I'm like, Jenny, can you come back? And she's like walking away from me. So I'm like, kind of, you know, if she's walking at uh, 50%, I'm doing like a 20%. Like, huh, can we not do this, please? It's a fucking Saturday. Can you just come back? Jenny, come back here. Come out. Let me talk to you. Come here. She's like, no, fuck you. You fucking piss All right. So now, like, making the decision, like, do I continue following her on foot? It's not a foot pursuit. She is technically. A... So I get in my car. And I get in the car, and I'm driving around. And I'm like, Broop. hey, uh, unit number. Uh, I'm out with this person, and I'm trying to issue a criminal trespass warning. And uh, she's, you know, walking away from me. The dispatcher comes back and goes, Unit number, are you in pursuit? I was just thinking, like, why would you ask me that? So I go, and I'm super calm. I'm just as calm as I am recording this. And I'm like, okay, unit number, I guess in the strictest definition of the word, yes, I'm technically pursuing her. She's on foot and I'm in my car. I said that. And then, you know, I start hearing some of the background chatter. Hey, you know, unit number respond, unit number respond. So she's calling the other officer who's just got on duty from my department. He, he just signed on to the radio. 
And then she also calls the original trooper who was dispatched to this call, right? The trooper who was originally dispatched. So, like, you know, I kind of hear them coming. So, so I drive. She's walking now onto the access road, onto the, the, the highway. Or not the highway, but you know what I mean, the roadway. <laughs> and I pull up alongside her and I roll my window down. <laughs> Jenny, stop. I got to talk to you. You know, you're not free to leave. You can't walk away from me. Otherwise, it's evading. Fuck you, you cocksucking motherfucker. Okay. And then now she, like, cuts hard right, right? So now I got to, like, turn on the lights so I don't hit somebody or nobody hits me. So I pull up, and now she's, <laughs> now she's on my right side. You know, I'm rolling down the window. Jenny, listen to me. You're now not free to leave. And if you continue walking away, I- I'm, I'm going to arrest you. And I get more of the, you know, go F yourself and all this other stuff. Now I tell her, I'm like, okay, you're now under arrest for evading detention. And if you continue walking away from me, I'm going to charge you with escape or resisting arrest. I made up one of those things. And she gives me more F you, go F yourself. Now, before I get into this next part of the story, I do have to kind of describe the size disparity between me and this person i'm not a short guy and i'm not you know not i'm not small and she is you know five foot negative three and you know she's i suspect drugs so you know she's she's not you know big or anything like that i mean she's not skinny but she's not you know she's not a she's not a big girl eventually she cuts right again and now she's walking back onto what would essentially be considered the same property as the gas station, right? So, you know, back into that same lot. She runs up to these guys who were like working on a car. And like these three guys, right? She runs back up to these guys and she's like, I need help. He's trying to arrest me. So I pull up in my car. Now I'm pissed. Now, by the way, this is why you shouldn't wear a lapel mic, kids. So I'm like, I'm tired of your shit. You're now fucking under arrest. Turn around, put your hands behind your back. And these guys are just watching me. They are not saying anything. Uh, They're not, you know, offering to help me. (laughs) But one of the dudes in the back, he kind of gives this hand wave, like, and he points to me, and he makes that face like, if I were you, I'd probably do what that fucking crazy guy says. Yeah, he gave her one of these, like, you know, like, you know, like, pointing at me. So I reach out to grab her, and I try to put her in handcuffs. She just goes full fucking Tasmanian devil. Like, bah! you know, now she's, you know, she, you, you know, she's one of those like tornado. You remember when the Tasmanian devil would be like, and he's like fucking spinning a tornado. That was her. She's like, bah! It's just like all like fucking fingernails and, and hair and stuff. And now we're getting into it. I am legitimately and every guys, you, any cops out there can understand this, right? I'm legitimately not trying to hit her or hurt her. There's a huge size disparity. Yes, I could have just fucking knocked the shit out of her and left her unconscious, you know, gave her a fucking TBI. But, like, I'm legitimately not trying to hurt her. And I'm trying, like, all my, like, fucking bullshit and, like, PPCT, like, ah, solar plexus and fucking brachial, you know, whatever. So, like, boom, we go down to the ground. She's on her back. I'm on top of her. And (laughs) don't laugh, but I fucking cannot stand feet. I fucking hate feet. Beautiful women you know, hair, eyes, beautiful women. I can't fucking stand. I don't care if you're fucking goddamn, uh, who's hot, you know, Giselle Bungeon, uh, Tyra Banks. I mean, 
if they if I see their foot, I'm out. I'm out. You know, I make it a rule that my wife has to wear socks and heels. I don't know why both. Anyway, so we get onto the ground. She's on her back, and she starts kicking me. She has no shoes on, and she doesn't just have bare feet, guys. She has meth addict, I've been walking for miles on the road feet, and they're swinging around, and they're like pushing, and I'm like, oh, God, ah, oh, God, ah, while trying to take this bitch into custody, and I'm like, get your fucking head, you know, we're going back and forth, and again, she's all Tasmanian devil and shit. I reach down and I'm like trying to like turn her around so I can put handcuffs on her. Well, then she starts biting. I mean, like literally like chomping, like, I don't know if that's coming through on the, on the mic, but she's like chomping. I mean, I'm like, hey, stop biting me or trying to bite me. And so we're going on this, like the, and you know, my lapel mic is like fucking flying everywhere. You know, I'm covered in dust from fucking head to toe. And the guys, it's funny too. The guys are working on their car. They're like smoking a cigarette, watching me, you know? All right. Anyway, so we're going like this at this and you know, everybody identifies with this, right? It feels like the fight is going on for like two hours, right? 30 seconds. Yeah. Right. But here's the point of the story. Uh, my on duty officer, uh, he was a subordinate. He arrives and he's like, Sarge, are you okay? And he like takes me into, or, you know, takes, you know, helps me take her into custody. Now she's sitting on the ground, hands cuffed behind her back. And you know, for a person who just almost tried to fucking, uh, you know, bite my hand off and, you know, shove her fucking foot into my brain. She, she was like fairly calm. Like she didn't say anything else. Right? She's just sitting there like all like sullen, like me. And she's covered in dirt. I'm covered in dirt. Well, then DPS pulls up. Now my officer is like doing the head to toe check, right? Anytime, you know, you use a force or something like that, you know, especially if you get into a shooting or something, you do a quick head to toe 360, you know, make sure your, your, your guys are okay or guys and gals are okay. This trooper pulls up and he immediately walks to the AP. Now I've already, remember, I've already told her she's under arrest, right? And he walks over to the AP, he's like, are you okay? And he's like focusing all of his attention on her. So I finally go, uh, yeah, yeah, she's in custody. I never got her name, right? So he like kneels down next to her. Right? And for those who don't know, like Texas DPS, right? They were or Texas State Highway Police, you know, Texas Highway Patrol. Love these guys to death. You know, very fond of them. Even this particular trooper, we eventually got along, right? But he, I don't know what his angle was, but he like kind of like leans down and like gets down on one knee like he's talking to a little kid, right? And he like takes off his hat. And he's like, yes, tell me about all the awful things this piece of shit cop did to you, right? So I'm like standing there. I'm like, I'm fine, by the way. You know, I'm covered fucking head to toe in dirt, right? So then he's like, what's your name, hun? What's your name? And she's like, fuck your mother. That's my name. I was like, okay. So then he reaches into his pocket and he takes out like a Miranda card and he starts reading her her rights. And I go, why are you Mirandizing her? Or no, he's, I'm asking her for her name and date of birth. And he takes out his, this card and starts Mirandizing. And I'm like, why are you Mirandizing her? And I'm like, well, because we're asking her questions. I'm like, we're not asking anything that would cause her to self-incriminate. It's like, well, we're asking her questions. I'm like, that's not the standard for Miranda administration. It's questioning that's designed to elicit self-incrimination. Right now, she's under arrest. She's been told she's under arrest. She's even been told what she's been charged with. And she has to identify herself. Otherwise, it's a violation of 3802 penal code. You know, I'm going with the fucking back. None of that shit fucking matters. And he's like sitting there like, uh, yeah, you have the right to remain silent. He's reading from his little fucking card in his fucking pocket, right? 
And again, bear in mind, I'm fucking sweating and covered in dirt. These guys that were working on the car are basically laughing at me. And, you know, my guy is doing the right job or doing his job. And he's like interviewing them. He's like, what happened? And they're like, yeah, you know, the officer was trying to take her into custody. She started fucking fighting him and kicking him. And then I finally uh, see him talking to her. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I need to know her name. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically trying to imply, like, can you get the fuck away from my AP, right? He, he leans, he, you know, she starts like lowering her voice. And then he like leans in towards her with like his ear cocked toward her. Like, I want to tell you a secret, right? And I finally go to him like, you know, she just tried to fucking bite me multiple times, right? <laughs> so he kind of like backs off. He's like, oh. so he stands up, puts his fucking hat on and he goes, hey, uh, would you mind if I uh, put her in the back of my car? And I go, yeah, I would mind if you put her in the back of your fucking car. She's my AP. And then he turns to me and he goes, and he kind of like bows up, right? And he goes, hey, what city are we in? <laughs> and I look at him, I go, and I called him by his first name. I'm like, Bob, don't fucking play stupid. You know what fucking city we're in. So is this y'all's? In other words, is this uh, whatever gas station in your jurisdiction? And I go, yeah, it's in the county of blue where I'm currently employed. So if you'll kindly put my AP in my car. And he kind of like looks at me like, <laughs> and then he puts his hands up like, you know, like side, like to, to the side of his head, like, you know, like fine. If, if whatever happens with her, that's on you. I'm like, uh, okay. And then he goes back in his car and I thought he was going to leave. And he just like sits there and watches me I'm like, okay. So like I, I've got her process or, you know, I'm, I'm waiting on a, you know, EMS, EMS comes and checks her out. You know, EMS is totally like, oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I am bleeding, but he's like, yeah, I'm fine. You check her out. She's fine. She has got a couple of scrapes and bruises from being on the ground. You know, it's gravel and stuff like that, right? So finally, I'm like, all right, let me do the fucking right thing, right? So I go over there and talk to the trooper and he rolls his window down. This is all on body camera. And I go, listen, man, we have a major issue we need to work out. We need to work together. We need to be professionals. I've never had an issue with you. You've been there for me. I've been there for you. What's the deal? Uh, the short version is he basically goes, it's our protocol. And if there are any troopers out there that want to correct this story, please tell me. He says, it's our protocol to administer Miranda anytime we question them and they're in custody. I'm like, that's not the fucking law. The law is it's questioning designed to elicit self-incrimination in custody and questioning by a government official. If a person's arrested, you can ask them who your emergency contact is. You can ask them, do you have any allergies, diabetes, epilepsy? You can ask them what their contact phone number is. You can't fucking ask them, did you kill your wife? I mean, if the case is murder. All right, so we have this like kind of like kumbaya, and I'm like, look, Bob, I respect you, but this is my collar. Stay the fuck back. We got to respect each other. I'm doing the right thing. And he's like, well, you know, with... Uh, and this will give you an idea of the timeline with, with George Floyd and everything. I'm like, that's not what this fucking is. I get it. You don't really know me. You don't know who I am. Even if you did know me, right. And I was doing something to hurt, harm her. That's not fucking what this is. You didn't even fucking check on me. Do you see me? You know, now I'm like, so we're kind of coming to an understanding, right? And then he goes, oh, um, do you want me to cancel County? And I go, why do you need to cancel county? Were they dispatched? And he goes, 
well, you know, I need mutters. And he's like, well, I called them. I'm like, why did you call them? He would never admit it, but he was calling them to be like, I don't know, like third party witnesses to my like abuse of police power or whatever the fuck. I was like, yeah, man, go, go ahead and cancel them, whatever the fuck, right? Short version, because that was the short version. Short version, I haul her off to jail, find out who she is, no warrants. She's just fucking EDP. And believe it or not, uh, hold on, drum roll please, every fucking charge against her got dropped. You know, she went in the jail and talked about like drug abuse and how she was trafficked and sexually abused. And I'm not saying I don't believe any of that. And I, I, I think that dropping the charges did appropriately serve the interests of justice. I don't think prosecuting this poor young lady, you know, would have, would have benefited society in any way. You know, she wasn't even from the area. I think she was from like three hours south. Complete angel once we got to the jail. When responding to these criminal trespass calls, we never know who we're dealing with. But so often we respond alone because we think it's just going to be, hey, buddy, get the hell out of here. And you know what? Honestly, guys... Uh, 81% of the time it is. And if it's a criminal trespass warning, you know, uh, 78% of the time it's, you know, all right, I'll sign here. Thanks so much. This was a funny story because, you know, I had a bunch of nasty ass fucking street feet in my face. That's what I'm going to start calling them street feet. But you know, you, you talk about, if you'll go back and listen to officer Roberto's episode, you know, where he, you know, lost his taser and the guy, you know, it was, it was a struggle. And he was new. He wasn't sure what, you know, the guy was grabbing for his gun. And then my story, I just want you guys to be safe out there. You know, the motto, what, the motto of this show is do your job, right? Do your fucking job. But doing your fucking job means going fucking home at night. This episode is dedicated to police officer Jonah Hernandez, shield number 989, a Las Cruces, New Mexico cop who gave his life in the line of duty on February 11th, 2024. He was 35 years old. He only had two years on the job and he was married with two kids. Pio Hernandez was originally from El Paso, Texas. He represents LCPD's first line of duty death. Pio Hernandez was stabbed and killed by an EDP who was homeless and the subject of a criminal trespass call that Pio Hernandez was responding to. According to LCPD's chief, Jeremy Story, when Pio Hernandez arrived on scene, the suspect immediately attacked him with a large kitchen knife. Chief Story said, quote, for no reason whatsoever, killed her officer Hernandez, unquote. A witness saw the attack, retrieved a firearm from their vehicle, the witness's vehicle, engaged the murderer. Uh, the, def the defendant tried to attack the witness, uh, and the witness uh, fired at least once, and the uh, AP later died from his injuries. Uh, I'm not going to talk about, um, you know, his mental health issues and getting off his meds. I'm going to talk about his mother in a second. But, uh, you know, all the politicization of, you know, the homeless problem in Las Cruces, I I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not even going to say the fucking guy's name. 
But uh, Chief Story addresses uh, Pio Hernandez responding to the job solo. He's saying it's common, which, you know, it is, right? He says, quote, unfortunately, officers respond to trespassing calls at a level and frequency that I think would shock most people. In an average day, officers respond to approximately 500 calls every single day. I wish I could have two officers at every single call. It's something right now we encourage officers do for a number of reasons, unquote. A local newspaper was able to obtain a statement from the mother of the killer. She apologizes, saying that she's torn up. She acknowledged that she wasn't trying to defend the suspect and uh, said that her heart goes out to the fallen officer and his family. And she talked about how the AP was off his meds and you know there's mental illness and he couldn't really hold it together. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's uh, right to blame her. You know, how many of you out here listening have had that relative, son, brother, sister, who's, you know, just mentally not well and, quite frankly, uncontrollable? I don't know. Do we buy that? I mean, let me know your thoughts. A few days ago, they just convicted the mother of a school shooter because she knew or should have known about his of his activities. I mean, do you think that was right? Do you think that was fair? Do you think somebody should convict this lady? I don't know. It just makes me angry. It makes me angry that we lost Peter Hernandez. It makes me feel like it was preventable. You know, but at the same time, I mean, this is the job, right? How many line of duty deaths have we had thus far this year? All of the information that I'm providing today about Pio Hernandez's death is pulled from news sources that'll be cited to and linked in the description of this video. The last thing that uh, Chief Story says is, quote, there's evil in our beautiful city. And as officers, we see it every day. But it takes selfless men and women to stand against that evil. Those men and women patrol our streets and respond to cries for help. We are very blessed to have amazing police officers who guard this city. There is a cost to having peace order, and justice in Las Cruces. Officer Hernandez's family will eternally pay that price. This episode is dedicated to Pio Hernandez, LCPD, Pio Hernandez's family, and the citizens of the city of Las Cruces. We thank him for his honorable sacrifice at such an early age. Our hearts are broken because now like us, his family is going to have to live without him. As you listen to this story, keep in mind that you will eventually be sent to a call like this. Stay safe and do your job. <laughs>